Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, one stat that might be lying about the Chiefs, Cody offends a local legend and Jarek McKinnon making NFL history. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino at 1030 and Josh Klingler at 1230. Now two guys who didn't know what they had till it was gone. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Hey, it is good to be back with you guys. It is. It's really good. Happy New Year to you guys, and uh, yeah, it's good to have the whole show back together. Is, it's been a little bit, man. Absolutely the last day you can get away with yeah, something happening here. Yeah, I said it today. One more day. I we weren't going to allow that on I this show. I hadn't seen you guys. I, I, we hadn't had the whole show together since like first, second week of December. Be honest. How many times did you guys last week hit someone with the see you next year? Zero. Yeah, I didn't do that. Pete Sweeney did it once. On the show? How'd it feel? He didn't do it to me, but he oh. did it and then and then broadcast that he did it. <laughs> okay. He both hit someone with it and yes. then was proud of the fact that he had done it. Yes, exactly. I, to this point in my life, have not yet made that joke. Never? Ever. Ever? Oh. Ever? Ever. I don't buy that for a second. Huh. Ever. Okay. Uh, okay. Hmm. Oh, but it's good to see you guys. You know? Same. Get back in in the groove here. You keep saying you keep saying it, and it makes now the more you say it, the more it makes me feel like you don't you no, don't mean it. I, I do mean it. No, but really though, but, but no, but really, but it's I good really to see do miss it. it. Do you not? Nick was gone in Germany, and then I was gone the yeah. week after Christmas, and, and I then was you gone, were gone. This is kind of how it works around the holiday time. People go. This is this is kind of people how go, it goes. and they come back. Mm-hmm. How many how many texts did you guys get wondering if you were fired? I only got two. Oh, I didn't get it. I got none. Yeah. When you're caught. What does that say? By the way, you're the only one that got any texts about being caught. People don't miss me. (laughs) The very first, (laughs) the very first one I got from my brother was like, hey, are you, uh, are you just off from the show today? He's like, oh, okay. A friend was texting me. He said he hadn't heard you in a while. He's worried. I was like, no, I'm fine. I mean, I try to. I can be off of work and not be fired. I try to usually mention when you're not on the show. I used to, usually I'm like, hey, he'll be back next week. I try to slide that in just to alleviate. Mm. I don't say. I don't say. Yesterday I said he'll be back tomorrow. Maybe going forward, I should say. We'll we're not sure. We're back. not sure where he is. Uh, maybe he's back. Maybe I'll have a new co-host. I'm not sure. From maybe now on, really you guys go. aren't allowed to talk about me when I'm gone at all. Can't even mention my name. Did you get all of our congratulations tweets? No, we talked about this. No, I didn't. <laughs> I got. I don't get notifications on my phone, and the timing was off because yeah, you guys were doing Lame. it at a time when it was late at night, you know, and so I would see like one. Unless I follow you, I won't get notifications. But then somebody did it in my Instagram DM that fault <laughs> that I follow is like a friend of mine who listens. And I go, "Is this a Cody and Gold thing?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I said, "Perfect." So now I can just yeah blindly ignore just, all of these the rest of the week. Did, that did happen, uh, but no. Uh, we will a little bit later on in the show hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Of course, they did not speak yesterday uh, as multiple teams decided not to have media availability out of respect for Demar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills organization. Uh, so that will take place. Today, in the 1 o'clock hour, you'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It'll be the first time that they uh, do speak uh, following, of course, what occurred a few few nights ago. 
Uh, and we'll, we'll get into uh, some of the football ramifications uh, that have to do with what occurred the other night. The latest, uh, of course, though, on the health uh, of DeMar Hamlin at this hour, uh, coming from Coley Harvey, reporter for ESPN, is that he chatted with DeMar Hamlin's family friend. And per uh, his family friend and DeMar's family, doctors overnight got promising readings that they had been hoping to see by this morning. Uh, they did not go into specifics, but progress appears to be made. He still remains in ICU and in critical condition there at University of Cincinnati. A hospital. So that's where we're at on, on the status of, for his health and well-being. And, of course, if any updates come in, we'll get there. The NFL, meanwhile, Cody, though, has already started to at least try to clear some of the picture up from a football angle. We know that the Bills-Cincinnati game not going to take place this week. We don't know for sure if it's going to be ever, gonna take ever place? concluding. We, we, we do not know that. I think this is a spot, if you're the NFL, where it really is a lose-lose from a football end where – no matter what they decide, whether, Cody, to pick it up next week, to give an automatic win, to tie, to forfeit, there is no no win that I think will please all sides. You're either going to piss off Bills fans, you're going to upset Chiefs fans, you're going to upset just NFL fans, whatever. There, there is no perfect Ravens scenario. Ravens fans? Sure, there is no. Them both wins and the division's over? There is none. As of right this second, I don't think that game's happening. I don't think that game's happening, um, especially if the Chiefs were to lose on Saturday or if the Buffalo Bills were to lose their game against the New England Patriots because we all know if the Chiefs tie record-wise with the Bills, the Bills have the tiebreaker. Now we know you're one game short. If you call it a no contest, the Chiefs win on Saturday, they will have a higher winning percentage than the Buffalo Bills, and that would get the Chiefs the number one seed. It's hard because people are throwing out all kinds of crazy ideas. Like, yes. let's put them on a neutral site for if the Bills and the Chiefs were to play each other in an AFC title game, or the Chiefs should just give the Bills the one seed, even if they ludicrous. are given it. Also, I don't even know if you're allowed to do that. <laughs> just gift other teams I don't seeds. Think, I don't think it's just like cash a white elephant. Cash considerations. Pay, pay I, us millions of dollars. We'll give you the five seed. I don't know that you're allowed to do that. Also, are you just giving them that home game? Or are you also just be like, and we'll play whatever opponent you are going to play. Like, I don't understand in the first round that that comes with way too much complex thinking. That is impossible. The chiefs, that version, whatever, whatever fan created version, that's out. That one's definitely out. The problem, like legitimately, the problem is, is there is no perfect solution. We, we discussed this a little bit yesterday because it would feel a bit cheap if the Chiefs were the one seed because this one just got called a no contest and that game was unfortunately unable to be played because of this horrific accident. And it would feel weird and kind of not right. That's why yesterday I'd even like, look, I come up with the ones too, right? Where I say, oh, what, what if you gave them both a win? Is that something we're considering? Because to me, freezing things in time is just as fair as any of these other solutions. Freezing things in time is in, the Chiefs are the one, or the, the Bills are the one, the Chiefs are the two, the Bengals were the three. And then just letting week 18 figure itself out. If they all win, then everything stays the same. If the Bills lose and the Chiefs win, if the Chiefs whatever, those things can work themselves out. But, I, you know, it feels, it feels like if you call it no contest, the team you're hurting the most is the Bills, and that doesn't feel like the team who deserves well, there it. Is no fair, there is no fair route There's to go, not. but uh, also – are you, you, you're going to impact even more teams if you, you know, if you potentially do that. From you know, there, there's direct implications, of course, the Buffalo Bills organization and what they're going through. But I, I mean, I'm looking at how the NFL on the business side. Again, we're just talking about football. Nobody's trying to discount the the horrific incident 
from a couple of nights ago on this very serious nature. I mean, the individual is still in ICU. It's a very serious yeah. thing. But on a football end, you don't just get free wins. You, do, you know what I mean? Like, you don't just get a win handed to you. You know, th- if this game was in the fourth quarter and Buffalo was up by two touchdowns with two minutes to go and this happened, I actually would be. But all right, you know what? Give them the win. They're going to win that football game. Let's move on. It was the first quarter, man. You, yeah. you can't just hand out free wins to any football team whatsoever. And I, I, I don't think, you know, you said there might be an, you, you thought if the Chiefs, you know, get the one seed because of a forfeit or because of a tie, however the NFL tries to sort this thing out, that it's, I don't think you used the word dirty, but you were just saying, like, it feels gross or whatever. Like, you're not handing them the championship. You know, you're, you're giving them a one seed, which they were in line for, perhaps. You're not, you're not saying, hey, we're eliminating Buffalo from the playoffs. You know, this, it's, no. not, it's, it's not the automatic, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an end-all, be-all for, I would the, say, for the postseason for Buffalo if they don't get the one seat or vice versa. Like, I, it, it, it's unfortunate. It's an unprecedented circumstance that everybody's in here. Look, no matter what, there's going to be a cloud over the playoffs because everyone's going to be thinking and talking about this, right? No matter what. Because it happened with two of the most important teams in the NFL on the biggest stage right before the NFL postseason. And there's so much unclarity, you know, lack of clarity still from – you know, how he'll end up being health-wise, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's hard for that part, but God, there is just, there is, there is no scenario that is win-all. Right. Unless you play this game. That that still is the win-all scenario. Pick up the game where, it's, where it was and play it the rest of the way out. And if that's the case, so then I don't what, understand. you push, you, so you would. I just you, push everything back you, a week. You push I, the first round of the playoffs back. So everybody yes. would get a bye then at that point, except for the Bills and Cincy, right? I guess Bills and Cincinnati won't get a bye in that case versus the other teams Unless that Buffalo will. won the game, right? Then they'd end up as the one. Then so they'd, they'd end up with a bye. It'd be Cincinnati that would actually be the most, quote unquote, screwed in this scenario, right? Because if they lose to Buffalo in the makeup game, they got to they gotta turn around and play the quickest, I guess. I guess, but that feels like the smallest yeah. inconvenience of all the ones we're talking about. Of all the things that could change, we could talk about the Bills losing the one seed, even though they hadn't lost the game. We could be talking about the Chiefs playing a neutral side game, even though they didn't do anything in this scenario. Whatever the other scenarios, the other possibilities, people are moving around. The other one just moves the schedule back a week. It doesn't inconvenience, it doesn't inconvenience the teams near as much. Now I'll say this, and I don't know how much the NFL is considering any of this, and this, it would inconvenience a lot of fans. Because if you already had your hotel, your plane ticket, to any of these, sure. you're already planning on, you had already purchased your Chiefs playoff ticket. Let's say you had bought it because you were planning on being in town for that divisional round game, whatever. That's not possible for you now. Because right? that, that is a, that is the one difference because a lot of people will point out, hey, we know the NFL can move games. We saw it happen during COVID, right? The Chiefs played the Bills on that Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. The difference, there were no, to your point about fans, there were no fans that season in the stadium for the, the early part yeah. of the season, right? Or whatever it was before we got to the limitation of X amount of fans. So that's the difference. It's one thing to move a game when there's no fan repercussion. Trying to move games around when there are makes it far more challenging. The only thing that I, I maybe you guys disagree that I'm confident that won't happen is the Super Bowl's not moving. Okay. So we can talk about the playoffs getting moved back. We can talk about moving the Pro Bowl to after the Super Bowl or getting rid of the Pro Bowl. All that's on the table. Well, there's already not but, a normal Pro Bowl. But, but it's just like a Pro skills Bowl contest. games or whatever. They're called like the Pro Bowl games, not yeah. game. It's it's weird. But do you guys disagree? Like to me, the Super Bowl is the one thing that's not changing. We know when 9-11 happened, they pushed back the season. They had they had months and months in advance to adjust the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is in a month. They're not moving the date of the Super Bowl. That's just not happening. 
But you can do what I'm talking about and not have to move that. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like, they can move the playoffs back a week, Cody, get rid of the bye week in between championship and Pro Bowl and all that. I'm just the, the, the notion that they can move the Super Bowl date back a week. I just don't see that happening. I saw Mike Florio this morning from Pro Football Talk uh, suggest, though, Cody, that if the Bills and Bengals game does get canceled, that the Bills Chiefs AFC title game could happen or should happen on a neutral site. So what, there would just be contingencies? So the Chiefs would get the one seed in the bye or the Bills would? And then if the Chiefs happen to play Buffalo in the AFC title game, then it's a neutral site where? How do you, what, we're going to play this game in Atlanta? I don't know. And also, Nashville. So you're still giving the Chiefs the one seed then? Or are you giving Buffalo the one seed though? Who's getting the bye? There's only one bye. It doesn't. That's why, like, I don't like any of the solutions that are like, let's make it more complicated. <laughs> the the two simplest solutions to me are play the game, push everything back a week, then nothing changes. Super Bowl still on the same day. Most of the NFL playoff games are on the same day, except for now we're playing a game when the Pro Bowl games would have taken place. We can just be after the Super Bowl. Who cares? Right? Then you can have all your biggest stars. Even if they win the Super Bowl and want to go, they can go. Fine. So what? The other simple solution is it's you determine how you're going to decide the outcome, but you just decide the outcome. Whether they both take losses, they both take the tie, they take the no contest right where there's just no record involved in it, or they both get wins, whatever it is. That is obviously the easiest solution from a logistical standpoint. Uh, to me, the Cincinnati should not be getting an L for this game. That, 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 that absolutely to sure. me should not be it. If anything, it's a loss for, for Buffalo, and it's a win for Cincinnati. And that way, the, the, the standings-wise still equals the same amount of games record-wise. It's a loss for Buffalo. It's terrible, but it's a loss. Cincinnati, you, still, you get the win. You were up at that point in time. This is if they don't agree to redo the game. Someone's like, both get a bye. I'm like, but there's, then you have to add another playoff team. How do we even accomplish that? That's, you actually have to eliminate a playoff team. We're kicking out the seven. In fairness, <laughs> the seventh seed in this year, AFC playoffs has no chance. Sorry, Miami or New My, England. They have Sorry. no Pittsburgh. chance of winning the Super Bowl anyway. So you know what? This actually tracks. They have no chance, right? But then you still have to decide who's the one. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you do this, right? If you, you're like, you know what? We're kicking out Pittsburgh. We've decided we don't, nobody wants to watch a Pittsburgh Steelers, this Pittsburgh Steelers team playing the playoffs. So we've eliminated them. We've decided we're not going to play them. And no one wants the New England Patriots playing the playoffs this year. They look terrible. No one wants to see that. Could you imagine? You still do have to decide who's the one. At some point, if they were to play each other, there would still be some inherent advantage. The advantage is not the first game because whoever the two seed is, whether it ends up being Buffalo or it ends up being Kansas city, the weakest team in the entire AFC playoff field by a mile is the seventh seed. Those three, six games, those four or five games are going to be very tough. The seventh seed does not look like a difficult opponent at the moment. Not likely, right? Whether it be new England, the Steelers or the way Miami's playing Miami can't even get a quarterback healthy on the field. They say Mike Glennon this morning. Saw that. <laughs> Saw that. Look, when do they have to make a decision here, though? I mean, that, yeah. that's the other part. I understand. I think we all recognize in, 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 a, in a perfect world and, and something we're all hoping to get news of at some point very, very soon is that you find out that DeMar Hamlin is able to, at some point here soon, breathe on his own, not be sedated, not be uh, needing help to breathe, right? And that, that maybe uh, allows your decision to be made easier as well if you're a teammate of his on the bills and whether Knowing or not your, willingness, might be okay, your yeah. willingness to play. Maybe that's a Buffalo. You know, the only thing is that for those that will mention that, well, maybe the bills don't want to play until they know that understandable, but the league said this weekend's games guys are happening. So like if, if, if the argument is that, well, Buffalo just, 
they can't play until they know, which would be understandable. They're playing, though, on Sunday against somebody else. Yeah. And, I mean, they're correctly pointing out, like, Cincinnati could have been, you know, the two, and that be home in that second game versus the first game. It it does impact a lot of people. It's sometimes in this case, it's not going to feel right, but the simplest solution is probably the easiest. The easiest is to call it – the easiest thing to do is to just call it a no contest. It It is. And then it's going to win percentage. It's going to feel weird if Kansas City gets the one seed that way. It is. It's going to feel weird that Cincinnati didn't have a chance. Who was playing well in that game early? Not going to have a chance to get themselves to a two seed. Won't be locked in to win the division. That game, that win would have won them the division. They wouldn't have had to care about what happened in this week 18 game against Baltimore. They wouldn't have to worry about being a road team against a division winner. Right? They, they wouldn't have had to worry about that. And now they do. But the easiest solution, it's not going to feel fair. Like, that's the one thing we came back to. There is no situation. There is no circumstance. There is no way to play this whole thing out that seems fair other than maybe playing the game. And even then, like you said, then Cincinnati and Buffalo are stuck with the, faced with the reality of they might not get a bye when every other team in the NFL was sitting around for a week. But it's, you know, there's there's no perfect solution. These are all, this, these are all the scenarios that multiple people since that very night, I know publicly Troy Vincent of the NFL claimed they weren't talking about this, but since Monday night, they've been had to have been talking about all these scenarios that we're all discussing and possibility. These are all things that they have tried to figure out the best case and best path. And I think you got to announce this before the games take place on Saturday. Um, in a perfect world, you would probably say that you could, you should let people wait know until, what they're playing for, though. You could you, you know? can wait until you saw if the Chiefs beat the Raiders or not. But, yeah, I do feel like you need to let the teams this weekend also know what the potential repercussions are in Since terms it, of bye weeks yeah. and, therefore, how much are you going to – you know, if you, if you know – Cincinnati if you're, needs to know if, if they lose fil- this game, they lose the division. But also, if you're going to push back the playoffs a week for everybody, then yeah. it might have changed how you approach it if you're the Eagles this weekend in terms of rest, you know Jalen Hurts and how much you play him in the game. You know, there, there's so many different repercussions that come from, again, talking about football angle with this. We're going to talk with our VFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, coming up in 10 minutes or so. As a professional athlete that puts his body on the line, we all had a reaction to what occurred Monday night. I want to, I want to get his reaction, what's going through his mind a little bit, um, and how close, of course, clubhouses and locker rooms are in imagining trying to go out there and perform still after something like this happens. So we'll get to that with Vinny Pasquantino in a little bit. I had mentioned we hadn't done a show together in a little while, um, and – I, I know about a couple weeks ago, Bill Snyder sent out a tweet. He later deleted it. There was some controversy accidentally around the Mike Leach stuff. And so then when you told me this morning something happened between you and Bill Snyder on social media, I said, what did you do? What did you do to a legend? I, I want to make it very clear. When Bill Snyder was getting dunked on by everybody on Twitter for a tweet that he had sent, I'd sent nothing. Crickets. Then why are you? I took the high road. Then why are you I didn't blocked? make fun of Bill Snyder. Getting By the way, on Twitter. you don't get credit for not making fun of someone. <laughs> well, but I didn't. You guys might have. But we didn't. lots of people but did. But I didn't. I didn't make fun of him. And I didn't. Gold tweeted about it. So at least you know, he Remember what said I said something. yesterday, Cody? I didn't you remember? about it. I texted Alex, you Alex, we had a conversation yesterday regarding uh, the DeMar Hamlin thing. You don't always have to have a comment on everything. Okay. So if Bill Snyder sends a... A funny tweet. You, you don't can just have ignore. to comment. Okay. You can just sit it out. But I, I didn't, mean, which to my surprise, for not. So why are you this blocked? was a 15-minute cycle on Saturday night. Saturday night. No, I'm cutting you off, though. I'm cutting you off why? here. I'll even, you are blocked by Bill Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? As far as I know, you 
Nothing. Who gets blocked? He gets handwritten letters to people, and I'm getting blocked on Twitter. A Hall of Fame coach. What did you do to the man? Nothing. What did Bill Snyder ever do to you? Nothing. We're in it. We we should be friends, maybe. Nothing ever happened between us. Why you think that you should be friends? Oh, this is this is the. Here's what I think happened. I think Bill Snyder. Got a little case of the syndrome of old man on Twitter and didn't know how wow. old the buttons worked. Ageism. Mm-hmm. Hold Ageism. On. Listen, hear me out what happened. And he's the oldest one on this show. Hear me out what happened. Bill Snyder randomly retweeted a joke I had made about the college football semifinals, Ohio State kicker missing a kick. He retweeted it. Out of nowhere. What was the joke? Unprovoked. What was the joke? It was just a guy failing to kick a ball, right? Because he missed the kick. Bill Snyder then retweeted it. Then... So you're making 20? fun of a college yeah, kid. Yeah, why were you <laughs> making fun of a college kid? That's not important. Then a 20 kicker. Minutes, 20? He's not getting any NIL money. Yes, it is important. Then I don't know how he probably no, is. No, because there's a bigger theme here. There's a bigger theme here, which is just like you constantly taking to social media to make fun of people. Then so 20 you, minutes later, he blocked me, and I don't know so why. So you got retweeted. But the retweet by, is still up. You, you got retweeted by Bill Snyder, the official Coach Bill Snyder Twitter yes. account, and then now you're blocked. I think he retweeted me. He didn't know how to unretweet it, so then he thought blocking me would fix that problem, and then it didn't. That's what I think happened. But here. the tweet, he still didn't delete the tweet. He still has retweeted it. Yeah, I think he couldn't figure I think he was hoping blocking me would I'm looking at his Twitter page Here's right now, and it's still up. I know he can delete. He knows how to delete the tweet because he deleted the Mike Leach stuff. So the idea that you're saying you're claiming he doesn't know how to delete the retweet, or he doesn't I, know how to do the, he doesn't know how to do undo retweet. It, that'd be just it'd be the same thing essentially. I mean, what? Explain any other reason why he retweeted me, has left it up, but also blocked me. Hmm. This was like this. All I know is it's Nick, the only time we've interacted on Twitter at all. Nick, you blocked by legendary Hall of Fame head coach Bill Snyder. I'm not. I'm not either. Cody, you are. Can we get him on the show and ask well, like, him why can he you just me? Well, why don't you just not make fun of people all the time? It's all you do is just make fun of people. Make jokes at people's expenses. That day was probably the worst day of that Ohio State kicker's life. Missing a field goal on national television for a chance do. to send his team into the college football national championship. And what did you think? Oh, let me make fun of this idiot, this loser. That's not what I said. Let me kick him while he's down. That's probably why you got blocked. Bill Snyder's like, this is a bad guy. So he's retweeting it to say, look at this bad person, yeah. and then blocked me? I think, That's he, wanted, you think, I think he wanted to bring more attention to like how terrible of a person you I are. I want to see how long that stays on that Twitter. How, how long does that stay up there? I don't you know, know. It's you his know, top here, tweet. Here, hey, here's a simple solution. You know the simple solution to help out Bill Snyder? Delete it. All you have to do is delete your damn tweet, and it disappears from his timeline. Will he unblock me? No. You're done forever. So I'm just doing him. Give him a solid. I'm just doing Bill Snyder a solid, even though he blocked me. And you're blocked by Big Ben. Do you respect Bill Snyder? You you are blocked by more prominent. You're blocked by more prominent figures than anybody else in this building. Hmm. I wonder why. Maybe maybe look Hmm. in the mirror for (laughs) once in your life. You think it's a me problem, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm not blocked by either of those individuals you mentioned. Hmm. Neither is Nick. I don't think. Because you're just a you're just a hot take artist. That's, that's, that's not the true. thing with you. You're just a hot take artist who can't help yourself trying to get attention. Shock jock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so, Andy. I think so. We'll hear from you later. Does he block anyone else? I feel like this must be the only person he has blocked on all of Twitter. Like just me. He seems too nice to like regularly go about blocking people someone that hasn't blocked you yet 
is Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider. And he's going to join us coming up next. We'll get into the NFL and, of course, get his reaction as a professional athlete to the terrible scene we saw on Monday night involving DeMar Hamlin. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, joining Cody and Gold. Hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, let me tell you that. It's your 2022 VinFL Insider. Are his hands going to get any bigger? Royals first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino. As a uh, potential future Chiefs fan, we hate the Broncos. All right, it is time to talk to our VinFL Insider, Vinny Pasquantino. As we do weekly here on Cody and Gold. Vinny, a little bit later on, I want to get to a tweet I saw you send out around a certain video game because I'm actually kind of in the exact same boat. But uh, we're we're glad to have you on the show because I wanted to get your perspective. We all had a reaction to the horrible incident there on Monday night involving DeMar Hamlin, who does remain in critical condition at a University of Cincinnati hospital. You're a professional athlete. You're putting your body on the line. You're around locker rooms and clubhouses and so close to, to teammates. What was your reaction when, when you saw what it took place on Monday? Uh, one of the scariest moments I can remember of ever watching a, a game, I believe, and trying to, you know, just get updates and see what's going on. Um, yeah, it was terrifying. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. I, I wasn't even watching the game at the time, and then my phone started kind of lighting up, asking, you know, if I had seen what happened. and so I, I immediately just hopped on Twitter and then put the game on to see like what was going on. And so then I saw kind of the play. And I think that's kind of the scariest part is it clearly wasn't really the hit necessarily. It was just kind of timing and where he got hit. It was just, you know, that's kind of the scariest part about it. Cause I think we've all grown accustomed to seeing these massive hits and, you know, it's especially football. I mean, those guys are putting their, you know, everything on the line every week. Um, I think, I think ESPN handled it really well. I, I, I know some people will disagree with that, but I, I, those people, you know, were putting in a possible situation. And obviously, the only thing that matters is is Demar Hamlin and hoping that, you know, hoping that he's okay. So I think we're all kind of collectively waiting for an update to see what's going on. But uh, you know, I, yesterday when I went in to work out with some of the guys that were in there, we were just talking about it. Just. I mean, it's just it's just so scary, and it's something that can happen on a moment's notice, and you never know when it's coming. And you know, hopefully he pulls through. And you know, I think we're all just hoping that we get a good update at some point. Vinny, as long as you've played baseball, I know that you like. I even remember a kid getting hit in the face or stuff like that. Like from a from like a really competitive standpoint, how hard is it to kind of put those things away when there are really much bigger things at play than just the sport you're being asked to play? 
yeah, I think there's like a, there's a really hard line there of you're competing, you're trying to, you're trying to beat the other guy that you're facing. But then when, you know, something's just different, I think all that competitiveness kind of goes out the window because it, it does become bigger than sports. Um, sports are important. They're entertainment. They get people away from real life, but then sometimes within sports, real life happens and, and uh, you could just tell by the reactions of everybody that was there. Uh, my fiance's mom and little brothers were at the game. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking about them, hoping hoping that, you know, they're okay from what they saw. Um, just definitely a scary situation. And, and you know, I'm just going to keep going back to, you know, we all just hope that we get a positive update here because, to be honest, it's, it, it'll be hard to uh, – It'll be hard to try to watch football without, especially without an update. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Like we, we just want, you know, something positive uh, to be heard here soon. No question. And I, you know, you mentioned just for those of us that were watching the game, and then we all saw the reaction that his teammates had uh, on the field, and knowing that as of right now, on a football end, they are right now on schedule to play a game again on on Sunday. I mean, I, I can't fathom even playing what it would be five days or so later on a football field without, without your teammate, maybe not knowing, hopefully we do by then the, 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 the true outcome here for DeMar Hamlin as a, as an athlete, like how, how can you, can you imagine going back out there and playing so quickly? No. Um, you know, there's, there's two ways to look at it, right? It's there's the way of if there is no update of what do you want us to not play? And then there's the other update is how can I play without knowing, that, you know, my family, you know, we don't know if they're okay, essentially. Um, so I think there's two sides of the coin there. And um, it's just, it's just really, really tough. And it's just, I don't know, it's hard to fathom. Obviously, things happen every day all around the world, but not every day you see it televised and with such a national audience. So I think kind of collectively, it's a sports world. Everybody took a pause on Monday night. I mean, I know for myself, um it was just weird. I'm checking my phone every second, pretty much just trying to get something. And I had ESPN on pretty much all night, just waiting, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. And I, right. Like I, I, that's, I think that's just the natural reaction that a lot of us had. Sure. And it's really cool. What happened with his toy fund donation. I hope that keeps going on. And, you know, the hope would be when he wakes up, he, when they tell him what happened, it's like, Oh wow. Like, (laughs) you know, I appreciate all, all of, the people coming together and hopefully hopefully that happens speaking to our nfl insider Vinny pasquantino here on cody and gold the nfl's got an interesting decision now from a football perspective any that is certainly not going to be easy does it feel like they're in a they can't make everything be perfect for everyone situation as far as scheduling goes now because they might not be able to get this cincinnati and buffalo game back in but it's gonna it could very easily change what the afc looks like yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely an interesting thing to happen. I think I think it's probably a good thing they have an extra week built into the playoff schedule potentially uh, when they start looking at schedule alignments and different things like that. But I think this is uh, you know whatever they decide to do, I'm pretty sure that most people will understand what's going on. So I mean, the good thing hey, there isn't a good thing. Um, again, you just hope he comes out alive yeah. and. Um, you know, that's what we're hoping for now. And then we can kind of move on to football. And I know that that's why I come on the show, but I just, you know, I told you guys last night, I wanted to talk about it and make sure that, you know, that's where we're, uh, that's where the heart's at right now. But 
you know, at the end of the day, we are talking football, so we can get into it. We are talking to our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, on the football field. We, we do know, though, unfortunately, your, your New York Jets were eliminated last They're done. week. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they, they, are, they are done. Uh, it sounds like you just frustrated, angry, all of the above. What, what's kind of what's the feeling there? There's a stat out there that says the Jets have not had a quarterback throw for more than 10 touchdowns in like five years, I think. Uh, that one's that one's a tough pill to swallow. Um, I, think, I think Patrick Mahomes wakes up in the morning and throws 10 touchdowns. Um, so when I kind of saw that stat, it was like, well, I know there's been some injuries and different things like that, but wow, not even 10 touchdowns. So, yeah, um, I'm going to the Jets-Dolphins game this weekend. Going to, you know, be boots on the ground for the finale for the boys. And then and then all my attention turns to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm really excited to uh, join the bandwagon. And, you know, you'll have all my support with my Twitter. Um, so I'm really excited to move forward. I got a Nick Allegretti uh, jersey that hopefully will come in soon for when I come to the playoff game. I talked to him. We're going to try to do a jersey swap. So I'm pumped about nice. that. You know, I'm ready to join the the Red Kingdom. When you, uh, who do you think? By the way, you're at that Dolphins game. Who do you think gets the final playoff spot? Is it going to be the Patriots, the Dolphins, or is it going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers? I have this weird feeling it's going to be the Steelers um, because it looks like Mike Glennon might be playing quarterback for the Dolphins. This yeah, weekend. at least plausible. Um, it's him or Skyler Thompson. But at the end of the day, when you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, you know all those weapons, um, you still have a chance. But then the Bills, you know, if they play this weekend, they're going to be fighting for the one seed, so they're actually going to try, um, which is not good news for the Patriots, who the Bills seem to have their, their number. And then the Patriot, or the, the Steelers play the Browns, I believe, and Mike Tomlin, if he wins, will again never have a losing, losing season, and then they're in. So for some reason, I feel like it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I saw, Vinny, you had sent out a tweet yesterday uh, talking about how you were back and playing FIFA. I don't know if you have Xbox or PS5 or whatever. Uh, you needed help, though. You said, can anybody help me get better, especially on defense? Have you gotten that help? Uh, and if not, you, don't ask me because I'm in the same boat. I actually did start playing for the first time like three weeks ago. And let's just put it this way. I was playing online, and it was a 5-4 finish, so I can't stop anybody either. Yeah, no, I suck at defense. Good thing is, is I I, I pulled Mbappe from a from a card like a, a pack. Yeah. So I have the best player in the game, which is fantastic. So that keeps me afloat. But I give up goals. Like I literally play Swiss cheese defense. There's holes all over my defense. It's unbelievable how quickly. Like every single game, if I don't get the first kickoff, I give up a goal within within three minutes. They just run <laughs> down the field and score. So I'm a slow starter. Um, I really got to get settled into the game before I make my moves. I, you know, it's like a chessboard for me. I got to see what he's doing before I can strategize. So I got to get better on the fly and just, you know, be better in FIFA. Can you just don't, do you have a teammate who's really good at it? Does anyone else play FIFA? It's a young group. I feel like there's gotta be a lot of video games played in that group. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys are call of duty guys. So, but I suck at shooter games. So I stick away from them typically because I really don't like getting mad while playing video games. So if I do something that I just generally am really bad at, like it's just not good for anybody involved, not good for the couch that I sit next to that I may or may not slam the controller on. So, you know, it's just better to play something that I'm okay at because when I play shooter games, half the time I'm just sitting in the respawn lobby and I'm not even playing the game. 
So, you know, I just like to do something that I'm actually playing. If it makes you feel any better. My kids got a Nintendo Switch, and one of them is not old enough to really get it, so they just make me play it. I'm like, I don't want to learn how to play Pokemon. I'm 38. <laughs> That's too bad. That's the price you pay for having kids. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll figure it out. I don't know. They're not into FIFA yeah. yet, so by that time, I hope you're better. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, I really hope so, because winning is way more fun than losing. And I've been not having a, a lot of fun lately. Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider, will check in next week, man. Really appreciate your perspective on everything. Yeah, appreciate you guys. See you next week. There you go. Vinny Pasquantino joins us every week here on uh, Cody and Gold. Uh, and, yeah, no, FIFA, man. I, same boat. Same boat as You him. picked up FIFA, huh? Yeah, Trying to play? I, I was off for a couple of days. I said, you know what, I'll, I'll play, and I can't stop it. It's the same thing. Same, same problem that he has. Can't stop anybody whatsoever. Just zero defense. Correct. Is it a lack of effort? You sure it's not that you're just like, you're no, just trying to score all, more goals? I don't goals? think I know all the controls, and also defensively, I'm too, way too aggressive. Way too aggressive. You're just constantly trying to slide tackle not everybody? slide tackle, but still just tackle. Like the B button, I think it is, is just normal tackle. It still is more of an aggressive mood. Instead of, instead of squaring up, you know, got to square up. Otherwise, too easy to navigate around me. And everybody's playing as PSG, so they can play with Mbappe and Messi. It's just not. I can't. Uh, here's the thing. A, you know, I can't play. I've, I've never shifted over to, like, Call of Duty might have been the only one I played online for a stretch of time. Like, I don't think I could get on there and play FIFA online and just let some 13-year-old trash talk me for I 30 told you, minutes. when I, play, I can't, when I I can't Madden, live that life. When I play Madden, this happens. I don't have a headset, but you'll hear a 13-year-old kid, like, screaming through the TV, talking trash. And I'll be, I don't have a mic on, but I'll still be yelling. I'll still be yelling. <laughs> Happened. Why don't you put a mic on it? Yeah, just get a mic, man. It costs like twenty dollars. I'm not gonna have a headset. I had a headset when I was playing. When I was thirteen, I had a headset. I had a headset like five years ago. Uh, See, when I was like thirteen, I had a headset on, and I was probably that annoying thirteen year old. I had a headset for a while when when we were kind of into Call of Duty, but I only talked to like the one friend. Like, I'm not talking to all of you. I'm not interested. And Nick's like, well, that's a bad strategy. Then they can't tell you. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, you I'm need out to be for able, me. No, if you're teaming up with other people, you need to be able to communicate. I, I feel no, like random play, teammates. If, I don't care. I don't need seven people altogether. I feel like you're playing Call of Duty. You probably do need the headset. You need a headset for Call of Duty. You do yeah. not need a headset if you're playing some random Madden. guy on Madden. Yeah. Do you guys want to start a Call of Duty team together? A clan? Yeah. A Call of Duty clan? I gave it up. <laughs> I gave up that lifestyle. Clan. Come on, you're, you're giving so up. Bad. You gave up. You're giving up something else for January. Let's take up a different habit. habit. Let's pick up some Call of Duty. No, that's a bad habit. Wait, hold on. Nick's Notable Notes, maybe you're going to talk about this. You can tell us what you're I'm giving I'm not. Me. Do you want me to talk about it in Nick's Notable Notes? You can do whatever. They're no, your notes. Nick's Notable Notes. I feel like you're telling me what my notes are. Okay. No, yours, man. Here's a note to start it <laughs> off then. Nick Schwert is doing dry January. Wow. That Big sounds news. terrible. Are you doing it? You didn't try January? Ter- no. Well, my liver earned some much-needed off time after the 10 days in Europe, plus then coming home and then three days later starting uh, the New Year's trend, which was a bit of, I mean, three-day weekend. I was drinking all three days, so I need some yeah. time off. I'll be more impressed if people if people do it in, like, May. Everybody Why? does. Everybody says they're doing it in January. Everybody's everybody's going to the gym in January. It's more impressive not if you do, do it, it in it's May. Not, no, it's not. This isn't like any. This isn't like a New Year's resolution. It's it kind of feels like it. It's no, just taking a break. I'm just not drinking for a month. Hmm. And I need it Wait, because starting, I drank so, for like, I drank 15 <laughs> out of 18 days. I think it needs, I think I need to. I mean, that's, that's a lot, Nick. Yeah, I'm aware. First step, man. And it wasn't just, and by the way, the it wasn't just like one. I, it's not like I just started drinking at, nine, at eight o'clock at night at each day. <laughs> it was about you know, lunchtime. 
Time for the first beer. Well, that's, yeah, you've made, this is a good thing. This is yeah. a good thing. It yeah. actually sounds like you're <laughs> making the right call. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, you know, I'll not be observing dry January, so <laughs> if anyone me. would like to come out to the playoff Pilsner release yeah, at Cinderblock so Brewing. You're not going to have a beer at the beer release? No, I, well, I'm, I'm already not going to be there because I'm going to my nephew's birthday party. So Your nephew has a birthday party on a Friday night at he, 7 well, o'clock? He didn't, he didn't plan it. You know, he's, he's four, three. He's also know. three, so I won't even remember if you miss. Well, Fair point. Yeah, 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 good call. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> dad of the year, you know what I mean? Um, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll buy, maybe I'll buy around. Maybe I'll call in and buy around over the phone. Something cool Carrington like that. Carrington did something similar. Well, Carrington showed up year. for about all of four minutes I last think he year. Bought, he bought like $100 walked worth in, of beer, though, for people. Walked in, did a lap, and uh, exited. Okay, <laughs> let's get back on track here, guys. Today in Nick's Notable Notes, we're going to do a new segment called Stats with Friends. We're all friends. I'm going to give you some stats, all right? Okay. Earlier this year, Patrick Mahomes, before the season even began, said, you know what, it's going to be bad for fantasy owners because it's not going to be just one guy getting all the love in the receiving game. And we sort of thought, okay, like it's nice to say this time of year, but once we get into the meat of the season, we know what it's going to look like. Here's some numbers for you guys. These are the NFL leaders in yards after the catch this year. Austin Eckler's number one, Christian McCaffrey number two, Travis Kelsey number three with 637 yards after the catch. Justin Jefferson at fourth, Leonard Fournette at fifth, and at number sixth with 540 yards after the catch, Jarek <laughs> McKinnon Would comes in at sixth that. overall. And Juju, even with those two, basically two and a half games missed, uh, f- he ranks 17th in the NFL Look, with 454 a- yards after the catch this season. This is how you get to being the number one offense in football post Tyree kill. And you have a surprise name, of course, in there with Jarek McKinnon. I know we're going to talk more about McKinnon yeah. in the Chiefs right half hour because he's been sensational and so vital for this offense. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's a credit to Mahomes and, and Andy Reid, the fact that you just They're- listed all those guys that are towards the top of the league in yards after the catch. Get them open, find a way to scheme them open, and see what they can do after the catch. He's going to finish at 5,300 yards, and he's only mm-hmm. going to have the single 1,000-yard receiver. It's just going to be Travis yep. Kelsey. And I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster has an outside he shot. He's about game. 900 yards yeah. or so. Not a huge game. I think it's like 898 or 899. So, 100-yard game. So, 100-yard game. It's not impossible, but it's certainly above what his season average has been. Nobody else has anywhere close to a shot. He's missed McCall Hardman half the year. Like, so many other guys have missed time, and it won't matter. Just everyone else has somewhere between 150 and 600 yards. Here's some that more. all adds up to 5,000. Some more stats for you guys. Average depth of target, right? Pretty straightforward. How far down the field are you when the ball is thrown to you? One Chiefs player leads the NFL with 17.6 yards per throw. Who is it? Gold, do you know MVS. who it is? MVS ranks 14th. In the NFL, in the average depth of target, but number one in the NFL, Justin Watson. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. So it, the reason why I say this is because I Justin told you all Watson. the guys who are yards after the catch, right? The he Chiefs are the best the team in the guy. NFL. <laughs> it's that everybody has such a specific role, right? Kelsey, McKinnon, Juju, we're going to get you underneath. You guys are going to make guys miss. Justin Watson, MVS, you guys just run down the field, and I'm going to chuck the ball up to you two or three times a game. Now, let's go to something else. How about efficiency, right? We talked about depth. We talked about what you're doing with the ball. How about efficiency? Passer rating when targeted. Who has been the most efficient guy to throw to? Number two in the NFL is a Chiefs player. 
139 passer rating when thrown to. Gold, Kel- you know this one. I mean, it's got to be Kelsey. Oh, it does, hasn't it? Oh, but it's not. Wow. No. How oh. about that? Got you again, sucker. Number two in the Wrong. NFL, Nicole Hardman has a 139 passer rating when thrown and he number qualifies, th- though, I guess, must be just enough. And then number and fifth in the NFL would be Jarek McKinnon at 131 passer rating. So not only you have the counting numbers, you have the efficiency. And finally, how about this? How about this stat? Receiving touchdowns inside the 10 yard line, receiving mm. touchdowns near the goal line. The Chiefs red zone offense has been lethal this season. Number one in the NFL. We all know this eight receiving touchdowns inside the 10. That would be Travis Kelsey. Number two. In the NFL, also a Chiefs player. Well, now I think it's got to be McKinnon, right? It's got to be Jarek McKinnon, and it is. You finally got one goal. There Thank we go, you. finishing with yes. the bank. But how about this? Even with all that time missed, McCole Hardman still fifth in the NFL with four touchdowns inside the 10-yard line. Wow. Just goes to show, man, it's not just that it, everybody's contributing. It's that everybody in the Chiefs receiving room, even the running backs, the tight ends included, are all filling very specific roles, which is why the Chiefs once again have the number one passing offense in the NFL. It's a big day for uh, McCall Hartman as well. Uh, he has to be activated from that IR list today. Otherwise, he cannot play in the postseason. We'll hear from Andy and Patrick Mahomes coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. I mean, he was reportedly out at the media portion of practice yesterday, but that, ha- that is something that has to occur today if you think he's playing in the postseason. And he made it sound way too nonchalant. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, yeah. you know, if he does. You will. If not, it's whatever. You're like, what? I was like, why is it just whatever? I thought we spent like five games this year talking about how much better they are as a wide receiver unit when they have all their options some available of it, to them. Some of it is because of some of it what Nick just highlighted. All the other guys that have been effective in, in filling in. Yeah, he's we, missed half the season you know, and all the stats are uh, still good. But look, yeah. we all know that you want McCall Harmon available for the playoffs. It's pretty simple. Not to mention, uh, Kadarius Tony's not, even though he's healthy right now, it's not someone you're fully relying on to be healthy for the entire well and he just doesn't you can't you can't imagine that he knows the playbook the way that mccall hartman does there are just more things mccall can do sure sure more things you can trust him to do also mccall could also be another candidate to return punts (laughs) not that we need another person in that mess again i'm sure you guys talked about it uh, maybe well maybe not yesterday actually but still just fair catch the damn ball i don't care Get out of the way or fair catch it. Fair catch. Get out of the way. That's all I want you to do as a punt returner. I enjoyed actually the Justin Watson punt return days. Just this way. Just waved his arm and, in the air. He caught the football and, that's it. and then he. That's done. it. That's all I need. What do you mean? Is five turnovers from <laughs> your return game bad? Yes, Cody. That would be five correct. turnovers from your special teams. Mm-hmm. That's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might that might be why you rank near the end in near the bottom of the league in giveaways. Yes, accurate as well. Now, we didn't talk about that nearly as much as you yeah. normally would. Wow. If it were a yeah. Monday or yeah. if, you know, other stuff. But um, I got this team. It's like the same two problems. Special teams and turnovers. Yep. That's it. There you go. You want to, like, if the Chiefs get knocked out of the playoffs, you'll be like, hey, what happened? Special teams or turnovers. It doesn't really. I would be stunned if it's anything else, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. Or you'd be like, oh, you know, Kelsey just didn't show up. Like, get out of here. A blocked extra point that cost him a game or three turnovers. Both of those seem very likely scenarios if I told you that they were eliminated in the postseason. Correct. Again, of it, you can add up every single negative turnover differential team, and as if the playoffs started right now, every other team with a negative turnover differential, there'd be one other playoff team. Singular. Do you know what it is? Last chance. I don't. I don't. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're- Division champs, baby. <laughs> Already locked it up.
They did. They're but that's host it. The Dallas they're Cowboys. eight and eight. So they're not even all that good. Kansas City being 13 and three, despite their turnover stuff, is actually kind of remarkable. Sure. I really it, like at this point, it's like, wow, if they were just plus seven this year, I guess they'd be undefeated. And we'd be having a very different conversation. Would they have even lost a game if they were good at turnovers at this rate? Because in all those games they lost, guess what burned them? Turnovers, it turns out. You know, so it's just like it feels like the broken record sometimes when you watch this team. Coming up next, this postseason will be the first time we see it in the AFC, but certainly not the last. We'll tell you what that is next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.